Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. I said egg on my dick. I said it again. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 270 of the All Get Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three carpooling co-hosts. Not so nice anymore, Colt, because 69's over. No more 69. No more 69. At least until we get to 369. Yeah. And then 469. You know, what was a good bit that, that last week, episode 269 came out on AYCH, and the 69th episode of Cajun Greatness came out the same week? Oh. We double 69 it. Nice. Just a bunch of people 69 in in your ears. Yeah, just a bunch of dudes 69 in. Yep. What the <laughs> fuck was that? I don't even know if that got picked up. <laughs> Probably not. That just oh. made just some weird noise. Uh. D- yeah, I'm Wenzel. Hey. And I'm hungover as shit. Yeah, yeah. That's was, JoJo. Yeah. yeah um, hello, everyone. Yeah, we're just hanging out, uh, shooting the breeze, because after a couple of weeks of independent projects, we'll say, uh, the core four is back together, and we're just going uh, to talk about what we've been up to and um, in some very tame and chaste ways and uh, some a little more uh, divergent and... Uh, diluted ways as well. Yeah, we, uh, it's been a while since I've seen y'all face to face. At least JoJo and Pat. Well, I would say me too because we haven't really seen each other face to face for like ah oh, shit since two, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, for two weeks. Shit, dude, it's been a bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's good to, to catch up because uh, it, it sounds funny to say, but when Wenzel came over to the house, uh, maybe last week, the week before. Mm-hmm. I were just like we're so used to being in person every single week, and like when we just take even one week off, it feels weird. It's it's just so bizarre. Because he said the he stayed over for a, a good couple of hours just to catch up. Yeah, it's like this is nice. It's nice just to <laughs> hang out. And when we were talking, and I was like, guess to, you know today Colt has been is here. Uh, I was like. I was like, Colt wasn't there. That's weird. <laughs> to like all this stuff that we talked about, I was like, shit. I guess Colt would be catching up right now to everything. Yeah, I don't know shit. Never have, never will. Yeah. Every time Colt records, he just had his eyes closed. Like, I've never seen you guys until now. Yep. Are you surprised? I don't know where I am. Because Colt kept his eyes closed for so long, he doesn't know what things are. So, like, it doesn't register him that these are things in front of him. So, he doesn't realize the permanence of the objects that's in front of him. I have never progressed past the mind of a baby. Goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. Milky. <laughs> what the fuck? Nobody, nobody got that. <laughs> I know, I know. I was doing a bit from Twitter that we saw today that makes no sense out of context. <laughs> if you are listening, Wenzel put something invisible in his hand, he ate it, and he just chewed on it real quick, like that one scene from Monster House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Monster House? I guess. It's a meme of the guy who, of kind of the heavy set restaurant employee, like snatches something out of the kids and like, and then and running runs away. 
And Fuck. that that be, being someone tried to like hold because the whole Ruby Wade thing is coming on because like Tommy's like this is what the oh, this is what yeah. a fetus looks like. I, and I, then I was trying to remember, and now I remember there's a there was a picture of somebody holding a itty bitty little fucking thing. You know, I was supposed to be like fetus. It's like what is this? What is this? Is this human? <laughs> Not, they didn't say it like that. <laughs> I'm really. I, they were like this is a person, and then somebody tweets below it with the, that video of like put in their mouth like num, 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 chewing <laughs> because what the fuck is going on we're not gonna we're not let's how about that let's get the colbert corner over here boys. <laughs> no. god because obviously no. there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now ruby wade yeah. was just overturning like obviously people should have bodily autonomy just all just flat okay people should have control of their bodies and I'm, I, and that is that pretty much i think we shouldn't have any say in that. Yeah, because we, we can't. Don't have vaginas. It's none of the government's fucking business. And and it's so sorry. We probably don't need to remind you. I'm sorry. It, it sucks shit. But goddamn, Twitter is a hellscape. I, 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 I mean, I, I, there was a a straight three to four days that I did hardly got on Twitter. No, I, I, that's why I was I was I, saying except it to I you. was if unless I was looking for something specifically or our chat. Yeah, because JoJo told us that they've been staying off Twitter and obviously, you know, if anybody is like having poor mental health right now because of that, stay off. Because let me tell you, I've been on there and it's a fucking hellscape. It's so fucking sad. Some, some <laughs> it is is always good to remind yourself to touch grass. Like, uh, like you know, positively touch grass. It's like, be, yeah. be informed of the world, but also be aware of your mental state. And taking time away, that's not a bad thing. You're not doing a bad thing but taking care of yourself. Yeah. The bad things in the world, they'll still be there. Don't you worry. But Don't just, you fucking just worry. Hanging out with your friends, watching TV, having fun. You're not a bad person for doing those things. You still have to live a life outside of the terrible things that are happening in the world. Take care of yourself. Exactly. And, God, it's just... It's just mind-boggling. So obviously we're gonna do, we're gonna do the prudent thing, and it's like if if you listen to the show by any length of time, you you know where we'll stand on certain things in the world. So that wait, if you like talk about it a little bit, so we can move on to the next thing, because hopefully we can be a little bit of a bastion of a good time when things look fucking yeah. scary and off. I know we're fucking people too. We have our own things. And we're trying to do. We're trying to do this for ourselves as well. You know, this is something to help us get through the fucking rigmarole of reality. Because like, it's just no one's, no one else's fucking business except for the person carrying. It's the no child. one else's business. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I don't want to remind anybody <laughs> of this yeah. shit. Like hole. everybody knows, everybody knows. So we're uh, we're just gonna try to get by with a little help from our friends and a little banter to get us through it. The, the, the tie-in to last week, Colt Wenzel did a very uh, in-depth review of a lot of the video game news that came out in the month of June. Uh, y'all did a great job on the episode, although y'all went over my very explicit time limit. Uh, what do you have to say for yourselves? Because this is the punishment corner. Suck my nuts! I'll die happy man if you just eat my shit. Yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, I just spanked Colton Wenzel. But uh, yeah, uh, talk about that. Was uh, how how do you think that episode went? It was a lot of fun. We had to record it over two days. Yeah, uh, we're making a documentary about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're making a doc about it. It was very crazy. Uh, like, there was a time frame where Wenzel beat the fuck out of me, and we <laughs> well, had to stop recording for but, a whole week. But then, there, but then somebody left the camera on to capture my emotional, you know, the emotional weight of everything on me as well, you know. So. It, it, it was a real J-Lo and Shakira situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was like, you know, fucked up. Um, you shouldn't have made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, we're here to talk about in our own um, separate documentary, The Abusive Relationship that uh, Colton Winslow will undertake. Yeah. If I hear these nuts one more time when I ask a genuine question, I will send a bear through your house. I will... <laughs> <laughs> I will say that hasn't changed. <laughs> like that's that's it. It's just like you know. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. You know, <laughs> you shouldn't ask questions. You should ask, ask questions. You know, just don't make any noises towards Wenzel because if you do, he will talk about his nuts. <laughs> yeah. I just say <laughs> buy him say. the Eddie Kingston redeem these nut shirt. Was in hindsight a bad idea? Yeah, it was. It only encouraged that. It kind of was. I was wearing the shirt while we were recording. Actually, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was just. Uh, Pat beforehand told us like don't go you know try to keep it under three hours or at three and I told Colt that and Colt was like I don't know if we can do that and I'm just like what no, no way we could do that um, and then we did it or then we did the first part and it was like fuck we might not be able to do that because I remembered every past E3 show it's been almost over or over three hours and I was looking at the doc and like so when we came up with that there was like we put a lot of games. We didn't. Well, sorry, we put a lot of games, but we put a few games on there just to shit and bit about. And then we kept several, or we kept a few games off. But the thing is, is like there was so much announced or that have been updated that like that was just like fuck. We got to talk about it. I want to talk about it. And then there's stuff from the past um, show that we did last year that like also had their own updates. And I was like fuck. I don't know if I'll be able to get to those because like. Like I said, it was. <laughs> I was so ambitious when I came up with this. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a fucking roundup of everything from January up until June, and then we're gonna update the stuff that we talked about last year." And that's not fucking viable within three hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad we did. We did what we did. We I think we got like we talked everything that we had on the dock at least. But um, we might have to do something later because. There's so much shit we didn't talk about. I, I'd definitely be interested in y'all doing like a follow-up, just like a game intro or just like game recap for like the fall quarter. So I'm just like, yeah. Because there's going to be a lot that's still going to be come out and announced. So like games will be coming out that... We might just do a quarterly game update show. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We, we'll have to think of something because, I mean, we, you know, we still have Annapurna at Interactive show at the very end of July. Um, there's, again, there's games coming out soon ish because now we're getting into the later half of the year mm-hmm. so um and like i said there's still stuff that like had gotten um updated since our last show so i mean shit right now the god award devs are being harassed to hell because a leaked announcement for the release date was Ju- uh, june 30th but now that it was leaked and people started harassing the devs like why aren't you announcing that the 30th is going to be the release date or you're going to announce the release date and uh the devs are like we'll announce it when it's ready uh and they were like what the fuck tell me about this fucking game they're just being shitty people overall they're contacting uh alana pierce she is a writer for uh sony santa monica yeah and uh she was being very harassed she's always been harassed on the internet it's pretty fucked and then uh cory balrog the god award one director and still works on two had to step in and say like it's pretty fucked up shouldn't talk to people like this (laughs) I'm at a point where I think that Sony fanboys, like the super fanboys, are the most toxic people in the video game world at this moment. And that's saying something because video game fans are like, are known far and wide to be like, this is 
bad behavior. You know, it's so funny because I was talking to this cult the other day. People talking about how they don't like a certain thing because of the the fandom, the fans. I'm just like, you know, everything fucking sucks because of the fans. So that's really not a good argument. Yeah, I don't agree with that because I still enjoy the content of something. I just know I hate the fucking fanboys. Yeah, because like I'm like gamers. Guess what? They fucking suck. Movie bros, guess what? They fucking suck. Anime weebs, they fucking suck. So, let me tell you. And the people that are getting mad about you making those statements are the people that fucking suck. Yeah. Because if you know that you don't suck, then it's not about you. Like, I mean, you're, ta- like, I mean, you're talking about people like the Rick and Morty fans. It's like, yeah, they fucking suck. The people who went to fucking McDonald's and jumped on the fucking counter for Szechuan sauce. Yeah, they fucking suck. People who are like toxic shippers for like, you know, anime. It's like, yeah, they fucking suck. That's fucking weird. Uh, people who are like super film bro critics who gatekeep like art house films. Yeah, they fucking suck. And vacuums. Now, va- wait, what? Vacuums suck. Vacuums do suck. And now video games, you know, gamers, they've always sucked. So, yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> it's, it's like, obviously, you, ha- you have to put a little bit of separation between the, the material itself and the people who engage, it, with, engage it. with it in a very hostile way. But, like, obviously, if that's what you see or that's what you've been exposed to, I could see someone having their well poisoned, so to speak. But that's going to be a person-to-person base. Because, like, there's stuff I love. Like, I love Star Wars. I love Steven Universe. All these other oh, shows. Oh, Star Wars. That's, I forgot to which, mention like, about that. Which, like, you know, a perennial poison well. But so, like, you have to – it's kind of like what we said earlier. You have to disengage at a certain point to sort of save what you enjoy or else it's going to be – ruined by shitty people so obviously if there's something you like that has a very irascible fan base find a way to enjoy it that's just for yourself or with people who enjoy it in a more more positive manner yeah i engage these nuts got them come on i'm a mega sony i'm not doing this i'm a mega sony fanboy come on but i'm not a mega phony yeah capital e m e g a because I've played almost every single big release since 2010, so I guess I would be a fanboy. Yeah, yeah, but um, that sucks, and uh, yeah, so some news have happened. We'll try to figure that out, but yeah, we'll be shaking our cheeks a little. We'll be bouncing, bouncing mm-hmm. on our heels. You couldn't give me a high five for saying "engage these nuts." No, but, but I'll can... twerk for fucking video game news. Yes. All right, that's a good compromise. <laughs> All right. There's going to be Winslow standing with his hands up and Colt shaking his ass furiously. <laughs> He's just like, when is he going to bring it down across the ass? But then when I'm like... Oh, he's nanaying. <laughs> it's Colt's twerking his ass. Yeah, Colt throwing it back on everybody. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Joe Giant will get what we've been up to. So, as as you know, since Colt Winslow took over the show last week, Last time, Joe and I were away on vacation. We went to a local convention called the Magic City Con, and it was their final year of operation. They were shutting things down, and succinctly uh, to kind of lead into it, we had a good time at the con. It was a utter shit show, but we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. So some aspects of it almost reached DashCon level of cringe. <laughs> 
Oh, oh fucking Christ! The ball pit. We, like, like, I, I, we were like a hair trigger away from a ball pit. I'm just, just saying. like an empty gymnasium and just like a half inflated ball pit. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get there. Uh, we get there thir- Thursday. Thursday night because when I, because I, <laughs> I guess when we went out the previous weekend, me and Pat and and some of our other friends got really sick. Like, it was just like a head cold or something, but we were like, fuck. And we were starting to come down from that by the time we got to the con on Thursday. And, yeah, it... Uh, that, we, that first Thursday, that Thursday night was a little rough, for me especially, because, like, just, like, yeah. congested and sneezing and coughing, just, like, gross. And then... Uh, I took some NyQuil and uh, helped out, but I think I am allergic to NyQuil or something because I had a very weird reaction. How I would just wake up and just have like my head would be swimming and like I'd had these really like weird lucid dreams. <laughs> like for instance, I had a dream where I was working for a government facility and they kind of used me as like a scapegoat. Hey, call these people. That we're investigating, and then uh, also we're not going to disguise your call, so they're going to find you and kill you. <laughs> and then like, I'm just like, oh, by the way, the cartel is after you. Thanks. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That reminds me. I had a really fucking weird dream, too. I'll try to be super quick because that... So, for some reason, we had to go infiltrate a base. And by we, I mean me, Colt, and Tanner for some fucking reason. <laughs> so... So we were like, okay, what's the perfect cover? We decided to go to some guys, like, get together to watch a video for some reason. People are there. People from our school are there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So we get there, and we're sitting there watching it. And then middle of the fucking video, he's like, all right, we're going to take a break, you know, whatever. And Tanner doesn't make any sense. Tanner's like, hey, we're going to go outside and have a smoke. I'm like, we don't fucking smoke. <laughs> so, so we go out there to smoke. We don't smoke. We don't have any cigarettes. But for some reason, we go in their backyard. We put on our backpacks. Tanner is wearing dress clothes for some fucking reason. White shirt, dress pants. And he's like, okay, okay. How are we going to – How? it makes no sense. Our cover is that we're going to go to this house. We're going to sneak out of the house and then drive to this facility instead of just driving straight to the facility. So what? So Tanner, for, Tanner and Colt, I should mention in my dream, they're like – we got to climb the roof. So the only part where there's like a bunch of stacks of boxes and shit, they start to climb it. And I was so fucking aware in my dream. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Colt, you have a bad back. Tanner, you have bad knees. And they're like, shut the fuck up. You're going to hear us. So they climb on the fucking roof. But because of all these medical problems they have, they fucking fall off and crash and shit every fucking time. And then at some point, the guy who owns the house comes out and says, hey, guys, I don't know what you're doing, but you got 10 minutes. (laughs) And you guys kept trying to climb the roof. And I woke up because I was mad. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so getting to the the show to the dance itself was a little like gross and harrowing because we we're just like uh, sick and ickly. But Friday started off really well. Everybody's up, ready to go. We go down the con floor, and but also it should be known that when JoJo, myself, and our extended friend group go to the convention, it's not so much to see any special celebrity or any of the, the oh, cool no. stuff. It's really just an excuse to drink 
obscene amounts of alcohol at, at a hotel. Yeah, it's basically just like a staycation where we get blasted just all weekend. And let me tell you, this bitch right here, I'm pointing at myself, uh, was gone. I, <laughs> was flying high again. 30,000 feet high. I was just walking through the conflict. There are part I will say parts of that weekend that are a little hazy. <laughs> One of my favorite bits because in the, in the moment it was a little scary, but looking back it's still funny. It's like when we when Joe Joe and I went to the mall that's connected oh, to, to the hotel. Um, we were both functionally inebriated. Like I was super drunk I just pounded all these drinks before we went down the stairs Jojo is some form in between uh, okay so it was that Friday yeah that's, that was and, Friday and, like afternoon and, noon and friends of the show Mel and Trey they were like here's a 10 pack of these these tiny bottles of fireball because we know you like it <laughs> uh, by the time I'm downstairs uh, I've had about six of them they're about one and a half, oh. two shots each. So wait a minute, a uh, uh, how much pack of, of fireball? Ten. Ten, pack? ten tiny Are, bottles of fireball. Tiny whiskey. bottles. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're about like a shot and a half to two. Because I was gonna shots. say if there's like if there's like can or like like full like glass oh, bottle no, of those, no, no. I, I would drink those because fireball tastes really good to me. Oh, okay, hell yeah! <laughs> it's just it's just me, Winslow yeah. and Tanner. I, I like we're, fireball. We're psychos, but, I, yeah, evidently. Um, but yeah, we go downstairs, and, and I'm all femmed out. I mean, I'm looking cute. I, I, I might even had my cat ears at that point. Yeah, Joe bought some cat ears. Over so, so I was, I was looking good, and like I had my makeup, I was feeling myself. And then we get stopped by the fucking security guard because, like, we, because we just, it, we just got because, like, JoJo kind of like grabbed me real close, like, hey, you see that? There's Annie Ann's here. We gotta fucking get some Annie Ann's. Like, oh, and we were just yeah. like, just scramble over there like <laughs> goblins, and we're just like having our little like pretzel uh, dogs in a blanket. And then like the the mall cops show up, and he's like, hey guys, you know, not not to like you know say you're in trouble or anything, but our our, our dog was reacting to y'all. Y'all have like guns on you or something? What? what? Yeah, and, and and me and Pat were both like. We don't have guns. We don't own guns. We we all work in the same place. We don't work in a place that has fucking guns. And he fucking like wands us down and shit. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And what okay. kind of dog whispers, they got a fucking gun? I know they got a gun. <laughs> no, I, I just like to think that like, if, if JoJo had their cat ears on, I just like to think that dog was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it's like I'll, I'll fight you. That dog. cat, that cat shit. But like, yeah, because like they, you know, they have like more active white security for white gun uh, yeah. stuff now. Yeah. Which you know, because the, let's just say there've been a lot of shootings at that. Moment. Yeah, I was gonna. So yeah. like, there's a reasonable amount of security there. But just like it, just like one, we're fucking both faded, and then like the cops just like, hey. Y'all are kind of suspicious. But I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I thought he clocked us for being. I thought he clocked us for being drunk or some shit. Yeah, because that was the thing I was worried about. I was like, oh no, I'm about to go to jail. No, I was about to say I was worried. I was like, fuck, like, but oh, if it was like a, a, a drug dog or something. Like, so, like something. This dog was like, oh, you smell those. Fuckers. No, it, but it was a gun sniffing. No, it was a gun sniffing yeah, dog, was, which is like fucking. Like, I guess they can smell the powder. Powder of what? Gunpowder. And what what about us? Like especially because we were both like you know pretty like 
We were being very alternative that day. We were feel, we were feeling very. <laughs> I think queer I may have had my kilt on that day or something. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And, and, yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah. No. The, the, I take the, back everything I said. You guys are sus. You guys, <laughs> you guys are the most suspicious characters I've ever. But the seen. thing is, like, there's like the, these queers are packed. <laughs> like, you don't even know the half of it, brother. <laughs> but like, the thing is, what's funny is that there's like all these fucking anime people walking around the con, the mall all weekend, like. Literally, there's like a redneck stops one of us one time. It's like, hey, man, I've been seeing anime people all week. What's going on? It's like, there's a con upstairs, dude. It's like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That dog... I'm so, they need that dog has to be the worst fucking dog ever. They have that dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I'm just saying the. Uh, I think that that is the real homophobic dog. I was about to say because like that dog, like it's doing a terrible job. Yeah, it looked at you and said, "I know what you are." That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. That, that fucking the, the little dog is clocking my my bitch ass. <laughs> The dog is like but all he's these clocking, fl- but he doesn't know what time it is. I, I, I did not realize that the homophobic dog meme became a reality. Like, oh my god! Like, just like all these fucking weaves are just walking around, and then this dog is just like, yeah, we're in real fucking danger. <laughs> <laughs> Like anime. Oh my god. A- anime is a threat to the nuclear family. Oh like Hey, you know, conservatives probably believe that, so probably. Yeah. But uh God, what uh I, I remember it was, it's it's always the same weekend. This con is always the same weekend that's like a big sports meet, so there's all these like kinda like Late high school, like athletes are like running by, and they're being little shits. I was about to time. say, like they they have to be like just. Oh, they're like little. They're just terrorizing the place. Yeah, and 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 plus, this is the last year of the con, so like they're on much meager like resources. So like literally, the biggest celebrity guest was like Dog the Bounty Hunter, who Fuck. canceled, <laughs> sent his son. His son missed his flight. And then he canceled too. So like literally the next rung down was like the cop from Malignant and like the Russian tracksuit guys from Hawkeye. Okay. Well, all and right. then there was Darby Allen. Oh, Darby, he was only there for one day. Yeah. The other guy, they were there all weekend. weekend yeah. I will say those tracksuit guys, we saw them a lot all weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they were cool, but just like that's the level of people they could get for this last year. Man, I, I just... I don't know. It just still, like, baffles me that, like, the idea that, like, yeah, these people here, this is this is a problem. <laughs> like, these goddamn weebs. <laughs> like, look at all these. Oh, my God. And, uh, and like, Friday was fun. Saturday was c- kind of devolved because, like, everybody was trying to do everything, and we just, like, weren't really synced up with each other. So it was, like, really kind of unharmonious that way. Not, like, in a, like... In, in like an interpersonal way, just like nothing was really lining up, and like a lot of the panels and events on the show were just really disorganized. Cannon talked to y'all earlier, yeah. and we we'll mentioned on the show how there was a wrestling panel started twenty minutes late. Only one of the hosts showed up, and then there is a a guy who's part of other shows. He was an announcer for a wrestling federation in the town, and he just. Out of nowhere, hops up on stage and like starts to try to hijack this dude's panel. Like, oh, I work as a wrestling announcer. I'm gonna be part of this dude's panel. And just like guerrilla warfare, just 
this thing and it's just like dude you're being really disrespectful I don't care if you work or wrestling you need to get the fuck off the stage yeah. this isn't WWE we're not making you a storyline we're not there's not this is not a run in <laughs> wait no nobody's nobody's here what what do you plan to gain I just picture Cannon just like I don't know I don't know man and he was I just picture it's just Cannon in the room with uh, those two people yeah <laughs> like no one else and Cannon's just like just drunk. He's, 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 just, he's just like John Travolta in that one meme. Just like, huh? huh? What's happening here? I, I, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty fun to witness that. I think I'd be laughing like really loud. Oh, yeah. Audibly so that they knew that... Uh, this was ridiculous? This stupid. Not the person originally running this thing. <coughs> I would make fun of the guy audibly like, this guy's so stupid. He's such an idiot. Get him off the stage. Yeah. Boo. Uh, I will say that that night picked up because they had a pool party because there's a pool at the hotel so we go yeah. like you know kind of dip our toes and hang out and then uh, apparently this? they had a drag show at the pool Ooh. oh uh, her name was kamora lee formation shout out to kamora she was dressed up as storm and she was doing her lap around the pool and what I, and she got halfway through her first lap like these bitches not know how to act around a goddamn drag queen and i was the first bitch to to tip that queen and like then then other people started to figure oh, out what nice. to do i'm like okay. y'all are pathetic i was about to say like was there a lot of people at that pool like a pool yeah i mean it was it was a small pool but it got pretty packed out yeah there there was this guy he was going around the con he was just like yo there's going to be a pool party today you oh, know hell yeah Oh. I'm showing the, yeah, yeah. the nice. folks what Kamora Lee. She's super cool, and it's like she was she was turning it out. Like she was doing handstands, she's doing splits, cartwheels, death drops. Like she was turning out for nice. these people. Mm-hmm. Damn. And um, I also had some some of my favorite pictures. Uh, I might I might have an incentive to I- investigate um, sissy boy era Pat because I sold <laughs> I sold some maid panties and like. Uh. Are you, I would, going, are you going through Femboy Pat era? Is that hey, look, you know, Femboy is really in right now. Very yeah, lucrative. What the? F- Femboy Pat. Femboy Pat. This is our new AYCH brand. Femboy Pat. <laughs> also, it, it doesn't work out. I, I'll also moonlight as Spider Pat. Oh, shit. Whose suit did you steal? That, that was Trey's? Yeah, uh, I borrowed Trey's uh, Spider-Man. Like, it's, it's, one, it's like a Zentai suit, but, like, mm-hmm. it's... Oh, it is... No way home, Spider Man. Uh, wait, let me see it again. Is it like, also like here's a it's it's the one with like the gold. I was about to say is is it? Oh, okay. So it's his um, it's the No Way Home. It's his adv- not his his advanced suit, but then with the um, with the Iron Spider symbol on it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the red, blue, and gold suit. Yeah. But yeah, I wore that uh, the last part of Saturday. Okay. I just like because like you know we're the same size. It's like, can I wear your suit? It's like, yeah, because he because he swapped into his, his femboy maid outfit. Whoa! Oh God, is everybody getting femboy? Is this the yep. femboy era? Hey, maybe y'all should look into it. Just saying. Oh, man, we got we got kilted up Pat. We got spider Pat. We got wrestler Pat, and now we have femboy Pat. Hey, look, I, I can make a, a calendar with all the different Pats. Just <laughs> come into Patreon. Patreon, watch out! Oh fuck! Oh shit! You're gonna have you're gonna be able to sell special photos if yep. you sub to a certain tier. You get the sexy photos. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, watch out! That's you might. Exciting. <laughs> that was very high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and um, one last bit, we found about this after we left the con. Apparently, there's a bit of a uh, a little bit of drama because uh, there was there was like a cosplay contest and there's like different categories like best costume, best 
prop, best, you know, X, Y, Z, and then the overall best performer or something. And there was this one girl who had, like, these big, huge, like, wings. I remember seeing her throughout the, the con. They're, like... Oh, those look awesome. Oh, wow. Very elaborate. Uh, huge. Cosplay. And, you know, she won her category. And it's like, okay, cool for her. But then some fucking tea came out. People were dropping receipts. And this one person was like, um, I clocked that bitch. And she actually uh, commissioned those wings. And she didn't make those at all. And then so, like, there's this yin-yang back and forth in, like, the public Facebook page for this convention. And then it just did some other stuff. Like, yeah, the, the person she allegedly commissioned this, like, a Ukrainian refugee artist. What the fuck? And, and the artist well, was like, hey, those are my wings. And you didn't you didn't tell me you are going to enter that, that contest and under your name and not say you bought this. Because there's, like, best homemade uh, and yeah. best, like, compiled. And then just like she's like, uh, uh-uh, I have receipts that say otherwise, and just like the fucking deterioration of that story. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Of course, this would happen the day this con dies, and it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, we, like you know, this was a sinking ship. I don't regret going, but it was such a weird show. But it, we were we were drinking and hooting and hollering as this fucking plane was going down. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it was. It was a uh, fun to watch, even though like, it, like it, it was sort of weird to describe. It was sort of like waking up on Friday and it's like, wow, I'm ready for this con, ready to start having fun. Oh, Roe v. Wade got t- overturned. Fuck. So, so we're drinking extra hard to forget the bullshit. Cause like we're here to have a good time, and then they strategically do this awful shit on a weekend. We're just like, uh, uh, uh. Like fuck, man. <laughs> Did you steal anything? <laughs> I know that's a crazy question. Uh oh, fuck! I forgot this. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Uh, I didn't steal anything that I remember. Um, no, but the uh, we were between two rooms, friend of the show, Ash, where JoJo and I stayed, and Liz, Cannon, and Mel, and Trey stayed in the other room. But they're because we were on the twelfth floor, they were on the fourteenth floor, and the fourteenth and fifteenth are kind of like the higher end suites. Apparently fucking not, because we were much better off in the, on the 12th floor. And the 14th floor, there was, like, no shit. There was blood mm-hmm. on the curtains in their room. There was, like, blood splats on it. Yeah, I saw Cannon's TikTok of it, and I was like, mm, where the fuck did y'all stay? <laughs> they, <laughs> they apparently got the true crime suite, because, like, because Liz couldn't go to sleep very well that, that weekend, because she kept hearing, like, weird, like, Almost like someone was walking around in the room when everyone else was asleep. Oh, spooky. So just like some weird just noise and like none of their appliances are really working. It's just like, how is this like the higher end level of suites when everything is is better from t- down? Dude, dude, does anybody remember the room number for that? The room number? For that room, yeah. 1430, I think. Yeah. The haunted room. I was about to say, it's haunted we have to invest. AYCH Ghostbusters October. Ghost hunting for coming at you. We're going to back to the hotel and we're cracking the case. Yeah. We'll, 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 have, we'll have a medium, 
And by medium, we we just mean Cody dressed like Sylvia Brown. <laughs> and Britney Spears will be there. We'll and bring a dog. Cody the like dog will go sniffing dog. Yeah, the dog, dog will just start screaming for no reason. <laughs> There's so many fucking ghosts. We'll, we'll have we'll have we'll have the spirit box with just like has garbled noise and it'll randomly slay, say like a bad word. We'll have the we'll have the, the cum fuck? we'll have the cum detector. Yeah. Oh, there's so much cum in here. <laughs> oh, it's it's just cum and blood. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, and now um, we are back from con. We have rejuvenated because we are coming down from a wild party we had. I was last about to night. say, have you rejuvenated? <laughs> Y'all no. haven't had much pause at all. No, no, and uh, that, that is that is why my ass is hungover right now <laughs> because we keep a very busy social schedule. So I don't think we've had a non-social engagement since the end of May. And every single weekend in July is somebody's birthday celebration in some capacity. Because I, I, I'm I going feel out. Like this is the busiest y'all been, and like and since I've known y'all, it's this has definitely been a lot. I mean, obviously we're enjoying ourselves, but yeah. then you know, being the social house, the social group, as many interactions with it, it does take its toll. It, and like, I we're definitely like, hey, after July. Hit and pause. Something's <laughs> got something's got to change a little bit, yeah. or at least just no more parties at the house. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but uh, we still enjoy ourselves. Um, definitely didn't have a fucking wild ass party six hours ago. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I think that's a good point to tie it off for right now. We're gonna take a break right quick, and we'll be back to you with more banter. Hang tight. All right, here we are back from break, and we're going to get into a little bit of what we've been playing, watching, and, and doing in specific with our with our favorite media. Colt, uh, why don't you kick us off? My name Colt. Yeah? I've been busy. <laughs> I've been doing. I've been consuming like crazy. Uh, just recently, I'm not going to go into the details of spoilers for pretty much everything. No spoilers. Obi-Wan dies in episode five. Four. Four. Four, fuck. Anyways, he's dead <laughs> there. What? I watched all of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That show is good. This is the best uh, prequel thing out. Uh, like, I love episode three, but this beats it. And that's not much of a high bar for episode one and two, but still. <laughs> it, was, it, it banged. It slanged. Uh, just... Give it a go if you're a fan of uh, the prequels in any way. And, and it's all out right now. But yeah, if you're, yeah okay. if you're a fan of Obi-Wan. Six know. episodes. Not all episodes are an hour. Some of them are like 38 to 40 minutes. Very good shit. I watched... Uh, Stranger Things? All Stranger Things. Even the stuff that just came out last week. That shit bumping. Crazy as fuck. Check it out, man. Uh, Wicked I'm up, demons. <laughs> I'm up to... I'm halfway through... Season four, episode six, and so that's building up to the end of part one. I'm just like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and then the last two episodes dropped. Uh, yes, the first of July. Yeah. So this will be the fourth when it comes out. So just uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The last four uh, two episodes are four hours long uh, total, and uh, it's so long. It la- was worth it, but the last episode was two and a half hours. I thought it was so close to ending at least three to different times because it's just it's so stressful and I was on max alert the entire time and uh, it went beast mode easy 
Nice. Colt, it's just the Metal Gear Solid sirens playing in Colt's head for two and a half hours. Yeah. The same thing happened with The Boys Season 3. I'm telling you, do not sleep on The Boys. It is better than any Marvel TV show, and I am 100% okay with that. It fucks so hard, and I'd argue it's better than every single Marvel movie post-Endgame. It's uh, that good. Damn. Uh, check All out right. The Boys. Please. Uh, I I need to I need to catch up. I've only seen season one. Yeah, I remember starting like the first three episodes of season one, like a while ago. Probably when it started, twenty nineteen or ish. What about you? Wait, what? Have you seen any of the boys? Oh no, I've not seen any. Of the what boys. the fuck? It's good. good. It's very yeah, good. It's good. I I've only seen up to season two of Stranger Things. So it, it, that's where up. I stopped on that too. Yeah. Y'all sleeping? Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Uh, no, 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 no. I, Colt, get the fuck off the roof. I recently just uh, binged the last bit of Dora Hidoro. I read it all. That shit is so good. I know everybody here has read the first part, but man, it kicks it up into a place that I did not expect it to kick it. I, I what, what volume are you at, Pat? I have... I own up to volume 19. Yeah. I... I'm... I had finished 17. I still have to read 18 and 19. Oh, and right. what I love about Dora Hey Dora, then is like what we mentioned in the last couple of weeks, you know, great kind of horror-themed, darker content with a lot of just really light interpersonal character interaction. But, like, there's a level of intrigue that I feel like the series could wrap up its plot at any time. Mm-hmm. But that after a certain point, there's just a huge jump in drama and intrigue that just like, oh, fuck, this is like, intense and crazy and then it only escalates from there and it just like things move so it has such a great pace like it moves quickly but not like to the point where you feel like you're passing through stuff that matters it's just like there's a great sort of tension to it yeah I just, I've read it so much that I had vivid uh, melatonin dreams about Dora Dora <laughs> that shit was good but also like scary in the dream in the moment because I thought it was real. Uh, I w- got beheaded and everyone around me was uh, y'all uh, were trying to get my head to a place where it can be revived because if your head's cut off, as long as you have the head, you can be revived in the Dora Dora universe by a certain thing you meet in the first four volumes. Uh, so I was like, guys, just get me to a place to be revived. And <laughs> the, the whole time y'all were just fumbling my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> dropping it over and over and over again. It was like there's a see, there's a moment in like the later volumes that it was very uh, reminiscent of, and I was like just so pissed off. Like, why can't you hold my fucking head? Just hold it. No, Colt told me about this dream, and I was just like, that is such like a dream thing to happen for you not to have any sort of like just dropping fucking everything, being so fucking clumsy, and like yeah. I mean, I can see, <laughs> I, I see that happening. That. Like, I'm just imagining us all just dressed like monsters, but like we're just like, oh fuck! fuck. It's just like heads just rolling around. At some point, like one of us jokes around, like, oh, watch that! I'm gonna actually drop your head. But then we actually keep fucking dropping his head, and it's just like, fuck! All right, damn. And like, and Colt's hair is so long now, so it's just all like matted and tangled and like leaves and shits in it. Okay, at that point though, like, what I would do is I would just tie his hair up and tie it to a belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also kind of feel like we'd be like kind of fucking around, like we just like kind of like slinging around, like like a nunchuck. Well, I was about to say too, like because uh, I, I I recently got reminded that Juju Stroll and Jujutsu Kaisen, where um, 
Mahito and Geto are playing, and uh, they play fucking uh, soccer, basically, with one of the fucking cursed spirits' head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You can see that. But yeah, it's Dora Hidoro. Uh, other manga news is I'm almost uh, got all the bleach. Almost every single bit of it. I've read the first four volumes. That shit's good. I didn't realize how good it was. Uh, I mean, I watched the anime, but the manga, it's pacing and just the way it is. It's very nostalgic for me, at least. I mean, uh, I have a lot of fond memories of like bleach when I first started reading. Like, oh, high school? Like... The, the latter part of the 2000s. And, like, Bleach is very stylish, and I still have fond memories of it. I've definitely burned by the end, because I feel like there's a lot of background stuff, like the creator wanted to end the series, but, like, being contractually obligated to keep it going, so there's a lot of fluctuating quality. And that's because Jump is very sort of secretive about their behind-the-scenes. That's largely ap- apocryphal, but on good foundations. So... I'm excited to see what Bleach looks like when it comes back as an anime this fall. Yeah. Kubo said that there's some plot holes, some stories that he didn't get to actually elaborate on that the anime is going to fix for uh, the story. Yeah, because there's definitely like some plot threads that just end suddenly in the manga that don't get to be resolved in, in some pretty like abrupt places, so... Having like just be like the a more definitive finale will definitely be, uh, probably help some of the pains I had with the how its ending came out. Yeah, just been a lot of manga collecting, man. I got so many books, so many books on comics. I just uh, read the ending of the 2014 Thor, I think, not the Thor. It was Thor God of Thunder. The the, with, the, the initial Jason Aaron run. Yes. And that shit was good. The whole Colossus ending, mm-hmm. that fucking went hard as shit. Yep. And uh, I'm really excited for this Thor movie whenever that drops. Which will be fuck come out by the end of the week this episode comes out. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just banging. And yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I mean, Winslow and I have been playing video games. We talked about how we beat Elden Ring, I think, a few weeks ago. Yeah, we. I know. We keep bringing it up. It's just, it's such a big life <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be remembering this time frame through the eyes of Elden Ring because we played it for fucking four months. Yeah. And uh, we started playing Wonderlands. The uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That shit is fun as fuck. So fun. It's so fucking funny, too. <laughs> like, there was... Uh, you think it'd be okay to just mention the beanstalk? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's thing. there's a side mission where a beanstalk fucking um, grows, and you go on to it, and one of the quest people that you help out is, um, I can't remember his name, but he's a reference to Don Quixote. Yeah, where he thinks the uh, there's a clock tower, and he thinks it's a monster, referencing the windmills that... Yeah, yeah he, he, at windmills. Yeah, he thinks the clock tower's a cyclops, and then he's like, we gotta save the princess! It's a fucking broom. Uh, <laughs> and then, as soon as he, like, we get done with the quest, we're at the side, like, because the beanstalk grows the town, there's a town, it grows all the way up into the fucking sky, and we're at the side of the edge of the town, and he's like, I'll see you guys later! And he fucking jumps off the side, and we're thinking, oh shit, maybe it's magical, maybe he's gonna ride off, because he, you know, rides the broomstick like a witch. 
No, he fucking falls. <laughs> and then at some point, there's an overworld map where we get to walk around and stuff. You find his fucking body. Jesus. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. You can loot him too. It's so it's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a fun time. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, Wanda Sykes plays one of the characters, Fret. So so funny. And then Andy Samberg mm-hmm. does the other character. God, they're so good. It's some of the funniest dialogue in Borderlands. Like it's less. Uh, Borderlands fashion, where the older games were like random humor, uh, it's more normal humor now. It's normal. It plays off video game tropes. It plays off you know political issues and and, and everything normal stuff. Yeah. And it's just really fucking funny. Last night we completed a quest called The Ditcher. It was based on The Witcher. <gasps> it was based on the fucking Witcher. The, oh my the god! The main guy, his name was Garrett of Trivia. Trivia. Garrett he was the tri- biggest piece of shit. He was the biggest fucking, fucking dick ever. It was so goddamn funny because at some point the characters Wanda Sykes and Annie Samberg, they're like, "Why do you make this guy such a dick?" And t- Tiny Tina, she's the D- uh, dungeon master she's like now everybody can be nice you know and this guy it's so funny because every time we do anything he'd be like he'd be like oh man that's remarkable oh i'm sorry no uh, i meant what's the other word um oh yeah f- uh, no he said he said uh it was um unparalleled but he's like no no that's wrong sorry it was unremarkable you fucking twit no he didn't say that but he kept calling us stupid the entire yeah, time like, you suck you did that terribly mm. he's like i wouldn't expect you to know this so i got to spell it out for you and he's like now there's four of these things i you know of course i have to tell you that because obviously you don't know math <laughs> like he was the biggest fucking dick ever and i it was so funny very satisfying into the quest too i'm not gonna spoil that not gonna spoil that it was so funny <laughs> it's so fucking good if you like the borderlands games give it a check it's definitely worth it it's worth it yeah awesome awesome uh yeah and we've been playing fortnite you know we like fortnite we like fortnite um I guess uh, my turn. Um, Shoot it. Oh, man. June was a big month for me because I read... I, I gave myself a challenge of reading one book a day for 30 days. So it was... I read 30 books. And I completed my reading challenge, which was 50 books. So I I, um, I got 51 out of 50. I mean, that was like probably the quickest I've ever completed that challenge I never completed at literally half of the fucking year, and uh, last year I only got to 36 out of 50. But um, yeah, I, I completed it, and uh, I read so many, f- so much good shit. It was mostly manga and comics because that's easiest. Um, Especially if you're doing like a daily reading thing, like I can't, I can't expect you to knock out like a full novel in a day. Well, I uh, and I will say I um. Certain novels that I had already started, I was like halfway through. I finished them, mm-hmm. um, but there were several like novellas, two hundred pages. I was able to read some of those, knock those out too. But a lot of them were very short, less than hundred pages. But um, I, I read, um, you know, I caught up or not caught up. I read like uh, volume two, volume three of Dora Hadoro. That's all I'm caught up on so far. I read the first uh, Gideon Falls trade paperback. Fucking awesome. I recommend that. Uh, if anybody's read, ever read House of Leaves. It's kind of like that, but like less of some certain someone's bullshit in the story because there's somebody in the story of House of Leaves that's so fucking stupid. I hate it, but it's still a five star book. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I read that. I read. Uh, I caught up on Department of Truth like completely. Uh, two volume two and three. I read that. Let me tell you, Department of Truth. Don't fucking sleep on it. It's so fucking good. So fucking good. Um, then, I, I think my biggest probably fucking read was I read the prologue 
four tomes of Vinland Saga. I told you, Vinland it's Saga's so peak. fucking good. I reread the first one because I was like, I want to do a full review of this prologue. And like, I knew that this was the prologue, but I didn't know it says that in there. I was like, fuck, it says it. It's the prologue. These four massive fucking books. It's so good. Um, what's his name? The mangaka. Um, Makoto Yukimura. Makoto Yukimura. 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 Dude, like, put so much fucking work into, like, getting, like, historical accuracy, you know, fleshing out these characters, the development and everything. I will say, that, you know, it, it's it's uh, deliberate. Thorfinn, one-dimensional um, for good reason. Um, but, man, it's so fucking good. And I did not expect it to end the way that it did, the prologue, which I told Colt this, but whenever the prologue ended, I was just like, I was like, whoa! I was fucking screaming because I oh my god it's so fucking good the characters the the politics i guess if you like the political intrigue the fucking battles the philosophy like if you go into vinland saga's first episode first few chapters and you see the violence and how gory it can be it's more than that it is a very deep story as you get going the prologue it can be a little less deep but it's still very good shit. There, there's a really good philosophical discussion between um, a, a prince, a character, um, and um, one of the uh, Christian monks, and it was really fucking good. I mean, every like, I mean, really everything it had to say. And then, I mean, Yukimura, he would have little notes here and there about like his own like kind of like aw- like self awareness of what he's writing, and also about like the Vikings themselves and like not to paint them as like, you know, Oh yeah, these are some, you know, cool guys. Like, no, they fucking sucked. Like, I mean, yeah, they did these things, but they were, they were normal people for the most part. They were just like us, regular humans. It's, it gives a very nuanced portrait of what Viking culture was like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just like crazy action in battle. It shows like, it shows like the bad things that they showed, like the interesting aspects of their philosophy and just like how it just, it, he just paints a very full picture of the, the truths of it. And obviously there's a, there's a lot that's heightened for like a manga because like there is one moment in volume four that had me fucking pissed, uh, fist pumping like <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. It is so fucking hype. I was about to say like because like I mean everything with like Thorkel was like okay, all right, let's calm down. But it was fucking awesome. Um, so like if you want like a strictly historically accurate, it, it, you're not gonna get exactly that, but because like, but it's still fucking. It's, it's still fucking good because like it it like historical like you know it goes into like britain's history it goes into the history of the um the native people of that i of the island the isles of britain um i mean the vikings even like, even back into roman history er, yes i was like i was really surprised by that i was like fuck this is good um yeah no incredible i had a fucking blast um there was another um another manga i i'm caught up with is die dark as well mm-hmm. die dark really fucking good i again oh. don't sleep on it it's so fucking good if you like doro hedoro there's no way no fucking way you can hate die dark it's it's just literally doro hedoro but in like space in space it's also by q hayashida and she's just like an incredible uh, oh. creator oh yeah and it, I would say it's even more funnier uh, because it, it, it's somehow darker, but somehow like lighter at the same time. Like it's definitely yeah. more silly. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's fucking good. But um, I won't spoil that or anything. Uh, I read the first volume of Boys Run the Riot. That was really fucking cool. It's a, uh, it's written. The mangaka is a trans man. It's about a trans boy in school 
you know, having to hide that they're trans, having to deal with that. But then also they meet somebody, a new kid who is like, hey, let's just go f- start a fucking fashion brand because they're like, we have the same style, like same taste of clothes. Let's go fucking do it. And this trans boy just get caught up and it's like, yeah, let's let's do it because like the he's an artist too and it like it really works out. It's 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 really good, really wholesome slice of life. Pretty fucking funny too. There's a part where the um the main character uh Ryu, I think his name's Ryu. I, but uh at some point in like in there's a panel where he's just saying fuck you, fuck you. It's so fucking good. Um yeah, I, I recommend that. Um and then I read um I finished Dune Messiah. I I should say if you like the first book Go ahead and read Dune Messiah because it continues with Paul's story mm-hmm. from the first book. It goes directly into him as a, an adult. Um, it's really fucking good. The um, the Dune the Dune movies that are being made by uh, Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I, 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 I think it's Villeneuve. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. I'm having like a brain fart right the now. Best director out yeah. there. But uh. <laughs> The third film will be based on Doom Messiah. Yeah, because so. they want to continue Paul Atreides' story. Yeah, but um, it was really it was really good. Uh, there's some weird uh, incest stuff in it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that was the only thing I had a problem <laughs> with. Was like, yeah, my sister danced nakedly. No, okay, so okay, so there's like <laughs> there, there there's like some stuff because it has to do with like the political like you know um, weird like old. Uh, uh, royalty shit you know but then there's like also like how paul describes somebody i won't say it even though uh it's really fucking weird but it's good it's so good uh so i i give that highest recommendation um there was actually a book i read uh a comic uh samurai grandpa it sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no! It was called what? Samurai Grandpa. So it was. It was. Uh, uh, somebody. I, I. You know. Some, Call names. Talk shit. I'm sorry. So Justin <laughs> was like, so this is last year. I bought it. He was like, I think you'd like Samurai Grandpa. So I was like, okay, cool. I bought it, and I read it finally, and it was. Sorry, it was not good. The art, I did not like it. It was rough. It was not my taste per se. It kind of reminds me of like some old boomer shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was really rough. The story. It, it was just okay. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing I ever read. But I'm sorry. It was not good. Anyway, um, and I read some other books. I won't talk about because I want to save that for my Instagram stuff. So if you want to go. Um, follow that. Go follow my bookstagram. I'll mention at the end, obviously, if you want to see what I think about that. But um, I read some really good fucking books, and um, I watched a few good movies. Um, I watched Virus with my dad on Father's Father's Day. Um, it had some good body horror, but it was about as cheesy as you think it would be. Uh, it stars um, what's her name? She was in Everything Ever All at Once. She was in Halloween. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, she's good in it, obviously. And then I watched um, actually a movie I was surprised my dad had was uh, Samurai One um, Musashi Miyamoto. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's a it's a Japanese film about the samurai Miyamoto, and um, it's the first part of a trilogy. The reason why I say I'm surprised is because my dad literally pulled it out of the shelf. It was an old Criterion DVD. It was one of the fir- it was like the spine numbers are 15, 14, 15, and sixteen. So mm-hmm. I was like. 
when did you get this? He's like, I got it a long time ago. I just never watched it. You want to watch it with me? So I watched the first, we watched the first movie. It was pretty damn good. It was really good. It's really interesting. But um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Uh, yeah. People bopping off with the Minion movie. They're loving that shit. I They're really loving that shit. I fucking love that one picture of Gru. was like, they're heading to the Pentagon. <laughs> Which it was so funny because somebody was like, was like, no, there's no way this doesn't take place. Then they realized like, oh shit, this takes place in the past. Like, fucking dude, come on. <laughs> People really, are, what what is it about that like canary yellow cartoon characters that just trigger something in boomers brain it's funny as fuck what are you talking about but then minions tweety bird i I, I feel like it's just just a certain type of people i remember going to walmart one day you know just looking around and like just random redneck guys like hey man i've been looking for the new minion movie or some shit it's like i've been trying to like he just struck up a conversation with me out of nowhere about minions and like yeah yeah, okay that's cool man and then he kind of walked off you look like a minion enjoyer okay wait 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 where was this at this is at the skyline walmart and i think he was a young he was a young guy probably maybe about jojo's age like i guess he thought that he's like oh yeah this guy works here or he has autism and he's just sharing his interests. Maybe I don't know. I'll I'll say this: people just be talking to you at Walmart. Just, <laughs> they'll just start talking to you about any goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. my mom does the same thing. Like uh, whenever something crazy happens, she's like, and then she'll talk to the person like, "That's crazy." And I'm like, "You don't have to talk to them." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that. I think it's fun. It's it's fun when you are not with them all the time when it happens yeah <laughs> um sorry we're still recording yeah yeah we're oh, still okay, recording. okay okay uh, yeah. so i think I, I, if you i don't know if you were finished with your i was segment. gonna say actually i was gonna retract a little bit because there was actually something i did want to talk about um so actually i, I just want to talk about i read i reread the first two volumes of american vampire and I read the third volume, but I just like to say it's so fucking funny that the first volume of American Vampire, um, Stephen King helped write that one. Okay. Um, and it's only with slurs. There's it, there's there's a there's a racial slurs. Like it, it's one racial slur, but it's like through every fucking issue, and I'm just like, and then I read the la- and then I read volume two and volume three, not written by Stephen King. Would you look at that? No slur. Like what? Okay, that's kind of weird. And then I, I, it's just so weird because I see so many people were like, you know, obviously this is one little thing, but like I remember, I remember learning about the end part of it, the book, Uh, like uh, how uh, how fucked up that is. And I'm just like, man, there's so many people that just love Stephen King, and it's just like, man, this everything's just not painting a good picture for the fucker. And then I saw a fucking young picture of Stephen King when he was younger. Dude had a fucking unibrow like dude look mad ugly i'm sorry that's what happens when you eat nothing but big hungry man frozen meals and do cocaine yeah there's been a lot of cocaine like 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 especially around the mid 80s hard times that was like peak cocaine stephen king i think he's kind of chilled out now but yeah i I don't think there's been anything in his recent work that's as egregious and and as his past stuck it's like one i think his, he's sober now, and two, like he probably has 
wisened up to some of his shit, or at least someone's like, hey. or he might have went the therapy. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 probably a lot of different reasons. Uh, Stephen King, get some help. Stephen yeah, King, but, but, but also sus. too that that's also like what the fuck? Yeah, it was so weird because like because I hadn't read it, so it's been a while since I read it. But I let Colt borrow it before I reread it, and Colt was like, uh. <laughs> he sent me a message about it. I'm just like, I was like, what? And then he like, you know, explained. It. I was like, oh fuck, that did happen. And it's only in the first volume with the first issues written by Stephen King. That's fucking weird, dude. Sus. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Stephen King is one of those creators where I feel like if he did not find his thing, he would have been a serial murderer. Fuck. And if uh, someone says they like Stephen King, that is a red flag. <laughs> like you have to be well, sus well, of them. It's not necessarily like if you like Stephen King, you're a bad person. But if you like Stephen King, you have a chance of being a really bad person. Because there, I feel like that's too broad of a thing to paint. I was about to say because like I, 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 don't, I, I get where Colt's coming from because <laughs> you know how there's Disney adults. There's uh, Harry mm-hmm. Potter adults. Yeah. There's okay. also like Stephen King adults. People who, who who are like obsessively particular about their one fan, like. Obviously, very prolific uh, writer, but like Still. there are people who are just like they only read Stephen King. Yeah, and I, it's I just yeah. Like, please read something Cause else. Because like you know, no no shade on the on the people who do read it. Obviously, because yeah. on on my bookstagram, there's so many people I, I follow who have read Stephen King. They love Stephen King, and like. I can't say anything because I haven't read any Stephen King. I, I like his movies. I, I want I want to read some Stephen King. Adaptation just, of his stories. Just, Maximum Overdrive's great. Just because <laughs> I, I, I want to have an opinion on him, but at the same time, I'm just like because of like you know culture and stuff. I'm just like hey, I just don't ever want to fucking read anything by him. I just I'm sorry, I just don't care. And that's completely valid because like. Also, too, I've seen the movies, so I'm like, I, I don't know. You don't and, really and, have to watch read them if you watch them. Yeah, and, and as someone who has tried to get into Stephen King and kind of just didn't really vibe with it, like, yeah, it's like, I feel like the movies and the adaptations of his stuff are far more compelling than his actual stories. Yeah. 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 Even though a lot of the adaptions of his stuff suck, there's a very yeah. hand, the, small the, handful yeah, because they keep trying to adapt certain things. Like they keep they readapted the mist. They they keep trying to do tar, dark tower stuff, and it's just like nobody just can seem to get it right. I don't know. And plus, like everybody can have like their different opinion on what this thing would look like in a new format, and then like all this sort of executive overview of it. So like, and I mean, the guy's been writing for like a long fucking time, like probably about over 50 years at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, 60, I mean, 70. there's definitely going to be some stuff that, like, you, just because of passage of time, it'd be like, oh, I'm just not... That's just not... I mean, because, like, this time's going like, to make everything look creaky after a certain point. And especially with someone who does have the influence that he does, you know, when you see everything that's been influenced by him, you know, when you go try to go back to it, it's like, oh, this is a little passe. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously... Welcome Wait. to the Stephen King corner, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it's not, no fault of his own, except when it is. But. <laughs> <laughs> g- g- give him the blame when he's due, uh, and just uh, enjoy if you do. If you don't, that's okay, too. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, and then I wasn't going to talk about it. I was going to try to save it with review, but one of the books, it's like a novella I read that I fucking loved, was this book called Ring Shout. And uh, it's it's new. I think it came out last year or 2020. It's a cool, sick cover. Um, 
it's about basically like i think this is like probably mid like 20th century um early early 1900s where um uh the ku klux klan is in like full fucking like they they they've garnered like a ton of fucking power because um there is uh something an entity has taken an interest in them and has decided to like like basically like a lot of like the leaders and stuff have decided to like do some dark ass like magic some some mysterious magic and now they've like they've um they've garnered power and part of that also too is that they've um the movie the birth of a nation had also is like basically um they viewed it but they they enchanted it so now it's also like affected anybody who's watched it so uh, it follows these uh three characters they're part of like a resistance basically to this and um the main character is maurice i think that's her name um and it's really fucking cool because uh they fight like so there's the ku klux klan but then there's the ku kluxes the ku kluxes are basically like like they they look to anybody who doesn't have the sight basically to identify them they just look like regular dudes in like you know the white robes but if you have the sight then they're like these fucking eldritch monstrosities they're eldritch monstrosity racists yeah basically what the fuck but it's it was uh it was um it was fucking crazy and cool because like they basically their whole mission is to stop and kill as many of them as they fucking can basically stop this and stop what they're doing because they have big they have big plans and that's obviously very scary but uh the main character she has this cool power where like she'll just start like when she wants to summon it she can but she'll start hearing this chanting these drums banging and she summons a sword from that's made of like the the thoughts anger oppression of all of Everybody, like former slaves, African chieftains, kings, and queens, all coming together to make this badass sword that she can like kill these guys with, and it's so fucking cool. It's uh, I can't recommend it enough. It was it was so short too. I really wanted more, but uh, it was so fucking good. Um, I I don't know what more I could say about it because I gotta I gotta do a review of it, but it was so fucking good. I really recommend it if you can if you can seek it out. Um, yeah, and then I read, um, these two, uh, graphic novels that I've been wanting to read for a while. One of them's called Stone Fruit. It was really good. Art style's great. It's about, um, a couple and, um, basically it's like slice of life and them dealing with like their own trauma and their own families and then like being like kind of like brought together by one of the, one of the, um, women, her, um, niece. It's really good. Um, Stone Fruit JoJo reference. You'll Jojo fans, you'll get that in eight years when it's animated. Yeah, Stone Fruit. Uh, it's, re- <laughs> it's really good. And then there's this other one, Heaven No Hell. It's a collection of this guy, Michael DeForge. He did the art and everything and writing for this of multiple these stories that are uh, fucking like his art is batshit abstract and it was really fucking crazy. I can't say too much about it, but I want my own copy now of both of these books. And, um, one of the funniest it's 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 comedy but it's uh satire and stuff like that but one of the one of the stories in there was about an angel describing the different tiers of heaven and uh one of the tiers i think it's a gold tier where he where she was like this is what you get to go and do in gold tier you get to fuck nora's husband 
<laughs> and it's just like this really weird like it, like like yeah you get to fuck Nora's husband as her as his wife is too drunk so he sends her home on in a taxi but he stays behind and you both just fuck and you get to have them all to yourself it, it, it it's kind of tough to explain go read it yourself it's really fucking good uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like this it, it, is the, the prospect of, of having sex with biblical characters really entices you to read this book uh yeah it was uh it's, it's really fucking funny yeah that's all i have to say uh, again uh wait for my bookstagram stuff to come out uh, yeah that's all i got sorry to detract a lot now, Joe, Joe, you, you got something uh something hot shiny and new that i think you we wanted to talk about oh uh, yeah uh Still continuing Dark Souls, and it is dark, and there and a lot of souls because I keep dying. Yeah, where are you at? Uh, you know that one part in Anne Orlando. Oh, you find Ornstein smog? No, no, no. Before no. that, before that, with all the archers. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, those little fuckers. I, uh, Grant, I haven't played in probably almost a week. Can't give up. You gotta keep fighting. Uh, oh yeah, like I, I, I'm going to get back into it, but uh. Yeah, it was, uh... Sin's Fortress can get fucked. That was That's bullshit. That's one of the hardest parts of that fucking game, so just be happy it's over with. And, and what so... Fr- like, it, it is, like, a cool feeling, but also frustrating at the same time about these games. Like, I didn't feel this as bad in Bloodborne, but in Dark Souls, like, the areas are really tiny. Mm-hmm, they're very tight. They're very tight, but you go through them so much, they seem so much larger than they actually mm-hmm. are. And then once you fucking get it and get past it, it's like, wow, that was literally like two rooms. Every single playthrough after your first playthrough will be quicker, funner, and just easier. Yeah. So. Uh, I am basically got the closest thing to Guts' sword from Berserk. Yeah. And the best I, weapon in all those games. It's my new main. I used to be a Uji Katana. But the great sword is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. I, I'd been doing the act, like just like the basic battle acts, and it's been that was also been really good. Um, yeah, it's been it's it's just been fun to see Joe's process because like they the last part I remember them playing is just this suspiciously large open castle area. It's like they're gonna be a, a big thing and it's gonna suck. But then after a certain point, they're like fighting these gigantic knights or suits of armor and like just killing them with two hits just like bop bop and they're dead and then it's like where, when's gonna when's gonna the big fucking thing's gonna come out because i know there can't be this much room and something not come out yeah no and orlando is really interesting because like you'll have these like small like tight like corridors or whatever yeah. but then because it's basically the city of the fucking gods it's so fucking big and like the knights the the giant knights it's like they're not even the main force i think they're just like 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 the centuries centuries yeah. like guards but then you have the silver knights and the silver knights are, are fucking dumb. they're so fucking annoying like they have their the archers it's just yes. it's mostly the archers because they have those big ass arrows and if you get shot or if you're near where it fucking lands it causes an explosion and it throws you off and you fucking die and then there's that um, that huge fucking building. I can't remember what it is, but it's like you're in the rafters and you have to be careful. Oh my God. Like, I was so glad I brought a bow and arrow to those rafters. And like, I kind of cheesed it, but I was like, this would be 
bullshit if you had to do it. No, that's fair real. because I didn't cheese it originally when I did it. And those guys that are up there, they're painting guardians. They guard a painting and they're like some nimble motherfuckers. And what's up? They throw knives. They at throw you. knives at you and they do all these cool like twirls and stuff. But you're on a fucking rafter. So like if you did that, you'd fucking fall off and die. And it's so fucking stressful and it's so goddamn stupid. Yeah, the some of the roughest things in FromSoft games are the they love to put the most bullshit parkour or like balancing shit like in random places. It's super fucking rough. Elden Ring has this one tower where I was the most stressful thing in that entire game is trying to figure out where to jump and you have a better jump mechanic in this game and it's still fucking stressful. Yeah. It, it, they like to tickle their balls. Miyazaki, you need to. Chill <laughs> yeah, the fuck you know that out. reminds me. Uh, you're gonna get to this one part when this one area. It's the crystal area, basically with yeah. uh, Seath. Um, just gonna go ahead and warn you. Oh God! Uh, there's invisible bridges everywhere. You're gonna have to make sure you use your glint stone or whatever the fuck it's N- called. Uh, you can use your little stones to see where they are, but the only at the time the only indicator that you could see them is you have to watch closely for where the snow falls. Little bitty snowflake, and if it falls... Oh, that's bullshit. If, if, if like, it, they'll fall, oh, and they, God. like, if you see if you see the snowflake stop, then it's like, okay, this is the invisible bridge, and they stay invisible. There's nothing that can change that. And uh, now, but if you play online, mm-hmm. people leave messages, so they show you the path. Are you playing uh, uh- online? I, I am, but I mean, I've just never been human, so I don't get invaded. So yeah, that's fair. That's fine. But do you get messages? But on I do own? still get those orange soap soap. They, they, they should they should get messages because they put down those messages to help people. Thank fucking god. Uh, oh, I will say those things fucking have saved my ass. Yes. Yeah, so many times. Oh yeah, that's one of the fun things about the uh, FromSoft community. It's a lot of people that really genuinely want to help, and then a lot of pieces of shit. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine is like because, like, if I had invaders on my ass twenty four seven, who I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> uh, and, and and like you, you know, we were talking about like areas that are just like so fucking narrow. There's like a room in Sin's Fortress that honestly was my biggest impediment in that entire. Like even the boss, I did in two tries, but like. I think it's the room right before you get to that first that the bonfire in Sin's Fortress. Yeah, where it's just the skinny ass bridge. It's got the pendulum blades. Yeah, and then and then the the snake sorceress throwing lightning. Yeah, at you. so you can't like sit still for too long, otherwise you're going to get hit with lightning and you get fallen off. Oh fuck! And, and if it and if you get knocked off by the pendulum blade, it's just dead. You're dead. Because you fall all the way back to the bottom. And the thing is, is the bottom of Sense Fortress is, like, a place you can go. Because it's, like, basically, like, where all the shit, like, sewers and stuff is. And there's shit down there. But they put a fucking Titanite demon. And it's just like, motherfucker, why you gotta do this to me? uh, Actually, you know how many Titanite demons are down there? Oh, four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I was just... You know, I was still trying to figure out, like, sort of, like, the path to go. And I was just like, you know what? I saw the Titanite demon down there. I'm going to fucking kill it. 
you know, and I finally, you know, get lucky. I kill the bitch. I'm like, hell yeah. I turn a corner, two of them. I'm like, go fuck yourself, game. <laughs> and they're Go fuck yourself. They're so fucking annoying. I mean, they're cool designs. Oh, yeah, they're sick as fuck. But like, ah. Uh, uh, it's way easier. You're giving me, you're giving me stress. <laughs> it, if you play online, it's so much easier to play with your friends, but the downside is invasions. It's, it, it's invaders, it's, yeah. it's invasions. And I will say, for like invading, uh, Anne Orlando is a hot spot, and mm-hmm. so oh, is... Oh, I can see. And so is, there's a area in the forest where every time you enter, because it's a specific covenant, if you enter this part of the forest... It summons somebody to fucking kill you to get out, and uh, it's so fucking stupid. Oh, is it? Is it the area like after you kill the Hydra, if you kill the Hydra, and you go up that ladder? Yeah, I think and, so. And it's just the open woods. It's and the open woods, and there's like mushrooms, punch mushrooms, and then there's like a. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's part of the Cat's Covenant, but it's one of the covenants where it's like. It's basically like as soon if you're online, as soon as somebody enters, it summons you, and you have to go kick them out of the woods. Basically, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, because that 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 area has a bunch of NPC fucking people. Yeah, and, and I was, and, and it's like they're not hard like individually. You're even two or three at a time. But like as you're like trying to bob and weave and dodge, the fucking tree bitches come yeah. out of the ground. And they're they're easy to deal with, like like everything in the game is like once you kind of deal with everything one on one, it's not that bad. But if you get surrounded, you're just fucked. It's yeah, like you might as well just give up. You're yeah, you get mobbed. God. But yeah, uh, but I kind of put Dark Souls down for a little bit because I pick I just said fuck it and picked up DNF Duel. Which is apparently based off this MOBA called Dungeon Fighter Online or something. I don't know anything about it, but it's a fighting game, and uh, it's really fun. It, it basically all the characters are like classes you would play in this game. Like there's like a berserker, a barbarian, a dragon knight. Um, I, I, I'll bring up a. A list. I've and been seeing a bunch of memes about this game. There was like already mods for like huge feet, big tits. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's already someone modding it to have Goku in it. You know, I guess that's yeah. a, a sign of the Goku. interest. Because it's Arxis and they, yeah, all their character designs like kind of fit into each other's games. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. I would say the art direction in this game is incredible, and just seeing all the the different. There's like there's right next to this game out. There's like what twelve or sixteen characters. Sixteen characters. Sixteen yeah. characters. They all look great. Like I'll, they're my favorite thing is just to see the ults for a lot of these characters. Some the, of them the, are the, so fucking sick. Yeah, there are a couple that are kind of lame, but most of them are like sick as fuck. Uh, but you got the Inquisitor, the uh, Berserker, Grappler, Striker. Ranger, Hitman, Dragon Knight, Vanguard, uh, Kanuichi, and the Crusader. Oh fuck! I I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and like it's anime as fuck. Uh, however, I'm still in Guilty Gear mode, and this game doesn't have like air dash or mm-hmm. air block. So like I'm so used to Guilty Gear like jumping up like trying to get in behind, and I'm just getting destroyed. <laughs> Uh, but it, it is, I and I will say it is a pretty 
simple game to get into. It's really accessible, and they make most of the combos and everything have a lot easier inputs. Like mostly just like like pointing like a a direction and a button to do special moves. Uh, so like I mean it, it's like great to like bring out and like anyone can sort of jump in, but there is a lot of like various mechanics if you wanted to really get good at it. Yeah. Uh, I tried playing uh, online once and uh, it was it was bad. It was real bad. It, because just because Guilty Gear is a fast paced game, but DNF Duel is like somehow even faster and just seeing how JoJo then play at the house and like see like online people play it's night and day because like a bitch doesn't have the neural input to keep up with these some of these motherfuckers they're just like it's insane how fast they're fight, fighting with each other and, and like just some fucking crazy bullshit you can do just like insane and I think like one of the the developers that worked on this, I think, helped with like one of the like Marvel versus Capcom games. Mm. So it kind it, it kind of has that like very high octane pace. Mm. But yeah, it's really sick. I really love all the character designs. Uh, uh, Crusader can get fucked though. Fucking that dude is stupid. He's gonna get nerfed pretty soon. I bet. I. I, I Fingers crossed, because I thought Potemkin and Guilty Gear was bad with his fucking backwards mega fist. Just... ah, Because Crusader has, like, this holy shield that he puts in front of you, but he can still hit you while the shield's up. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, because, uh... I think it was... I was playing with Eli. Like, we... I bought it. I was like, hey, let's try this out. And she was playing Crusader... And she, she threw up a wall behind me, and and he has like he's basically like buff Jesus with a hammer. <laughs> so he just like takes the hammer, and and she just literally just was juggling me against this Fuck. wall, and, and I I couldn't do anything. I it was done. I was dead. It was just like uh, one <laughs> one of our friends Jeremy uh, put it like this: if. Everyone's broken, then nobody's broken. Especially when it comes to like yeah. the play style, because they're all just like so wildly over the top with what they're doing, and just like they all have a really just OP functionality to them too. I've been really wanting to check yeah. it out, so maybe sometime I can kick your ass as the Crusader. Oh, you, you probably could, because yeah. I am like like Guilty Gear. I'm pretty all right. I'm like hell yeah, I can do uh, this. This game, I'm just like I'm doing this for fun. I'm not getting online <laughs> or anything. <laughs> and, and everyone like, except for a few characters, like w- their normal attacks will reach like halfway across the fucking screen. Yeah, I saw a video of uh, someone countering an air attack, like a projectile attack, mm-hmm. and I thought that doesn't seem possible it was like a grab counter yeah hmm. and, and and there's not there's like hardly any like invincible frames on fucking special moves now which i'm re- i'm really having to get used to and the hitboxes on the ultimates are weird like the, and especially like 
like a one character vanguard he has like this really long like spear pole thing that he like swings around and he has like stupid reach but his ultimate he literally just like stabs the ground and his fucking like hitbox is just so tiny. Because wow. I've seen Joe or or maybe the, uh, the the AI just like do the bit and just like completely just like not affect the guy. It was standing right next to him too. So you have to be on top of the guy to activate Vanguard's ult. But Fuck. it's fun. What it's when especially like Inquisitor's ult where she like straps a bitch to a pyre and sets him on fire. It's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> Fuck. And, and, oh, man. It is pretty sick. And she can summon, a, a, like, a flaming wheel. Like, that's just one of her, like, regular special moves. And, and, and you'll be caught in the wheel as it's going, and it's like a 30-hit combo. And you can just... With her, like, with, come up with the axe and just start whacking as... It's just like... <laughs> Just like it, people just taking from full to nothing in like two seconds. It's crazy. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's pretty light on content right now. Like, I mean, right now it's 16 characters, which is kind of a lot. Uh, <laughs> to say it's 16 characters, it's a little basic right now. <laughs> well, I, I'm so used to other games having, you know, these massive rosters, but. Uh, I think it has a story mode. I haven't tried out yet, but uh, and you know your various like arcade modes and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't even think it's like a full sixty dollars. No, that's fifty. Yeah. Dang. Cool. But, but yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, lastly, with me, uh, just holding it down. I've been on a, some more movies lately. Um, finally, get into some of the films that's been on my watch list uh got to see some kind of like i mean kind of in the 80s 90s era i got to watch um near dark for the first time it's just it's just kind of western by vampire movie kind of this and the lost boys kind of reinvigorated like vampire interest in pop culture in the 80s and it's a it's, it's a fun movie it's definitely some wild shit how there's like there, there's kind of like some emotionally kind of poignant moments that are kind of immediately <laughs> undercut by a really wild thing, but it's a fun movie. the The bar scene in Near Dark is pretty fucking iconic when the, the when the vampires uh, attack this um, hideaway bar and just go sicko mode on the, all the people inside. Uh, I got to watch a a '90s uh, Toku film, Mechanical Violator Hakider. Oh, yeah. It's been on my watch list for a little bit. It, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a, a pretty simple story. It's, uh, to me, I kind of frame it as if you view it more as a showcase of the technical prowess and the special effects, that's where it's at its strongest. Because I feel like in any given episode of like a Super Sentai or like a Toku show will have like more compelling like narrative or characters. But like it is such a batshit movie when it comes to like the character designs and the element it's just like this person i forget the director off the top of my head um excuse me it is uh keita amemiya uh crazy because like literally this 
this android who who can take a human form is literally chained inside of a cave, and he's like was so badass and so crazy. They chained his fucking bike to the ground, <laughs> and this this is basically like a reinterpretation of like this old show uh era of like the sixties and seventies uh Toku character uh, created by Shotaro Ishinomori, who's created several different Tokusatsu, so Common Rider and and so forth, and. He has to fight against this fascistic government that dresses itself as in like opulence and like clean and featherly stuff, and he just murks the fuck out of their out of the goons. But you can't tell when some are people and when some are robot because sometimes he'll punch somebody's head off and like a fluff of feathers will come out, and sometimes <laughs> he'll jab his hand in somebody's face, <laughs> just blood is gooping what a out. Sound. Oh, that that was a loud sound, Pat. <laughs> I mean, like you know, uh. That's the fully work for this movie. It's just, and the final battle is insane. Like it's def, it's definitely one to seek out. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I finally saw the crow after all these years. You know the the, the classic, the goth classic, the crow. Um, it's definitely very nineties, very like edgy, it's weird, blah blah blah. But it's fucking fun. Like it's goofy, and but the aesthetic is just so so cemented it's like this industrial dark like gothic movie the ultimate goth power fantasy <laughs> it's a lot of fun um it it really does feel like a comic book in a movie like in the in the best way and and like you know rp brandon lee of course and uh just to see like his physical stunt like this is sort of like the sw- his swan song so to speak and just like all the stuff he did in it—it's super cool. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I I really enjoyed it like more than I thought I was going to. Because like there's some movies I watched like like Hakider, like I liked it, but I definitely kind of had more saw some of the flaws in it. But like I liked this one despite its flaws yeah. more so than like not that I didn't like Hakider, but like there's something about it that really. It really endeared me to it. I might be crow pill. You might see me in like uh, all crowed out. I was about to say, are we about to see crow pat? Hey, Fem look, boy to crow pat. What the fuck? Goth hey, pat, spider pat, femboy pat. You know, one more to the list. The multiverse of pat. I think it would just be so funny to see Pat one like on Halloween coming as the fucking crow, face painted, <laughs> just like. It says crow on the shirt. <laughs> the crow. I got like I got like my mesh light shirt and like I like I. But the thing is, I just pull a crow out of the yard and it's just like <laughs> just screaming and like pecking at people. <laughs> it's like somebody uh, stop him. I watched a um a classic movie, uh, Rebel Without a Cause from um 1955. You know, one of the most well known uh, American movies. I enjoyed it. It it it's definitely you know has like some silly bits in it because you know it's from the 50s so what may be like emotionally gravita- uh, gravitas back in the day it's a little sillier now but I still enjoyed it D- definitely seeing this movie from e- examined from a queer perspective definitely colors the film much differently because like yeah because um james dean or jimmy yeah that james dean i'm, I'm fucking it's crazy. james dean yeah um while he is so like a poster child for like american masculinity there's like a lot of well-sourced stories that he he's was more than likely bisexual and so like, his portrayal in the movie and um natalie wood you know she's well known in the film so i knew about both of them but the the last of the 
of the trio, Salmoneo, he plays like the troubled youth that endears himself to James Dean's character. And he was an openly gay actor in the 70s. And what's really sad about it is that all three of them died very young. Obviously, James Dean died when he was 24. This was his... He had already passed away by the time this movie came out. And Salmoneo talked about how being in this movie kind of helped open up his sexuality because he was actually in love with James Dean when he made the movie. Oh, wow. And you can tell from his performance, like, he was very much smitten with him in the movie, (laughs) which kind of adds to his portrayal. Um, But just looking into his history, because I knew the other two reasonably well, it's because he's like an openly gay actor in the such a in the early time in Hollywood, and he he unfortunately was killed. Like he was he was coming home one night, wrong place, wrong time. He was stabbed to death, and it's like this is really harrowing. And Natalie Wood, she was the last one that passed, and she drowned under mysterious yeah. circumstances. So yeah. like it's really sad. This like very famous movies is in like about youth and tragedy and all of its main stars died tragically young yeah so it's it's still like a it's still a very solid movie i enjoyed it and just sort of the interesting like the american history film aspect of it and then like the queer lens that this movie is looked at and how a lot of people took this movie even the actors like it's like a queer awakening too so it's it's, it's an interesting kind of like jumbling point of a lot of yeah. different aspects so i i, I enjoyed it Here's a little fun fact uh, about Natalie Wood's death. Not really fun. Christopher Walken was on that boat with uh, her husband at the same time when she mysteriously died. Because like, there's a bit like she was a strong swimmer and then like people like she was found mysteriously dead in her family pond. It's weird. No one knows exactly what happened or what there. But it's anyway, regardless, it's, it's a very tragic. And lastly, I discovered a new podcast called Malevolent. It's a narrative podcast. Basically, it's make, these actors tell a story, and it's this uh, long plot, basically kind of film war. It's just a private detective who comes in contact with this eldritch tome, and it's stricken blind, but he's possessed by the spirit that was trapped within the book, and the, the spirit's trying to extricate himself from the detective, but the spirit has control of his eyes so the detective is trying to figure out how to get the creature out of him and kind of unravel that mystery but he has to rely on the creature because he can't see anymore he has to like the creature has to tell him what's happening so he knows how to get through the world and there's like this evolving eldritch conspiracy that involves the entity from the book and just trying to discover how this came to be while also trying to stop the growing cosmic horror that's descending upon this town. It's really interesting. What surprised me the most is that there's two main characters, the detective and the the, the entity, and they're both played by the same actor, uh-huh. but their voices sound so differently, and they and the way that they interact with each other, you think it was two different people. And so it's it's really interesting. I I finished the first season recently, and I'm very intrigued to continue with it that sounds cool hell yeah damn so i think that's kind of heads and tails of what i've been up to recently cool cool beans all right right. well i I think we kind of ran through all what we've been up to lately uh we 
we're glad to catch you up today and, uh, you know, hopefully made your time listening a little, little bit more fun. Help kept keep the doldrums of the world at bay. So uh, thank you all for joining us today, and uh, we hope you join us next time. Uh, be sure to listen wherever podcasts are found. That's SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those places. Be sure to like, rate, you subscribe. Helps us out, keeps us visible, puts in front of new people. We always appreciate you when you do it. Cage um, of Greatness will be taking a week off this week, uh, but you can look forward to a new episode next time. Uh, be, be sure to go back and check out our review of Canon's Choice, uh, which is the previous episode where we watched the 1987 movie. But no, batteries not included. Uh, a cult classic, uh, much stranger than the wholesome picture Canon remembered from his childhood. All right. And uh, lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox. That John lost his name. My name, Colt. Follow me on Twitter, Colt D zero zero. Whoa. Have fun. I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Wenzel. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. You can follow my bookstagram, Wenzel Banters. Uh, I'll be talking more about in depth about the books I've talked about here on there. So please go check that out. I'd really appreciate it. And you can go to my link tree. And my links for there for all my stuff, including my store. Um, go check that out. Thank you again for listening. Um, have a good day. Uh, yeah. yeah. And my name is JoJo. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-A-B-I-24 and John Anson 12 on Letterboxd. Sorry, I didn't make it sound like that's where we're cutting it off. I just <laughs> wanted everybody to have a good day. Have a good week, you know, wherever you're listening. All right, uh, wherever you are, take care of each other, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Have a good night.